Thanks, good afternoon. Um, so I'm here to talk to you about Aquila Resources. Uh, Aquila is a development stage company. We own three assets in the upper Midwest. Uh, Back 40 is our flagship project. It's located in Michigan, the upper peninsula specifically. And then we have two earlier stage exploration assets uh, located in Wisconsin. All three of these assets are on what's called the Pinocchian VMS belt. It's a, you know, we think a very promising uh, belt. There was a lot of exploration drilling uh, done back in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, unfortunately, Wisconsin instituted a mining moratorium uh, for a little better than 20 years. So 90% of this belt, which resides in Wisconsin, didn't see a lot of modern uh, exploration, but in 2017, uh, Wisconsin passed the Mining for America Act. Uh, they want to bring mining back to uh, northern Wisconsin and investment back to northern Wisconsin. Uh, back 40 is, you know, what I'll talk about predominantly today. Uh, it's 100% owned by Aquila. It's a gold and zinc rich uh, VMS deposit. It'll start off as an open pit and then transition into an underground. Uh, we uh, require four permits to build and operate the mine, a uh, mine permit, a uh, NEPTIS permit or surface water discharge permit, uh, a wetlands permit, and an air permit. Uh, we received the last of those four permits uh, middle of last year, which was a wetlands permit. Michigan's sort of an interesting jurisdiction. Uh, they have delegated authority to issue their own wetlands permit, so you don't need to go to the Army Corps for a 404 permit you get the wetlands permit from the state of Michigan. It's called a 303 permit. Uh, we have a strong shareholder base for such a small company. Three shareholders own a little better than 50%. And as I'll talk a little bit later in the presentation, Back 40 has substantial exploration upside. It's open at depth. And uh, we're you know, all, uh, also excited about these other uh, earlier stage exploration assets in Wisconsin. So just starting off the capital structure, we have about 338 million shares outstanding. We trade on the TSX, the, the main board. Uh, we also have a trading designation uh, here in the US on the OTC uh, QB. Uh, you know, we trade sort of between this 15 and 20 cent range. Uh, currently market caps between 50 uh, and 60 million Canadian. Uh, we did at the end of June, our last reporting period, we had 9.6 million US in, in the bank. And we do have a, a gold stream outstanding with a Cisco. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we have 40 million uh, remained owing to us under that uh, gold stream. Uh, three major shareholders, Orion here in New York, uh, private equity group owns 29%. Ruffer LLP, a UK-based uh, asset manager, owns 13%. And Hud Bay uh, still owns 11%, uh, almost 11% of the company. We actually bought the asset back from Hud Bay uh, in 2014 when I first got involved. Uh, they were a 51% owner of the Back 40 project and they were the operator. So we bought that back in January of 2014. And we have one analyst at Cormark that covers the company. Uh, so this is just shows you where we're located. This yellow uh, area, shaded area, is the Pinocchian VMS belt. Um, this is uh, sort of similar in, in shape and size to the Flin Flon belt, uh, same age of rock. And as I say, there's uh, been a lot of historical drilling on this belt. There's about 24 known mineral occurrences. There's only one mine that ever went into production on the belt, and that was the Flambeau mine. 
which was operated and closed in 1996. Uh, you can see back 40 again in the state of Michigan. That's the flagship project, uh, Bend and Reef in Wisconsin, are our earlier stage exploration assets. Uh, Michigan passed new mining law back in 2006. And since they passed that new mining law, they actually have permitted three projects. Eagle, uh, which is to the north there, you can see just on the shore of Lake Superior. Uh, that, was, uh, that went into production in 2014. It's now owned by Lundeen Mining. And uh, Copperwood was the second project to be permitted. It's owned by a company in Canada called Highland Copper. Uh, after we got our last permit uh, mid last year for wetlands, uh, we did publish a feasibility study on back 40. Again, this was for the open pit uh, portion of the project only, and uh, we are only currently permitted uh, for the open pit. And you can see it's about 12 million tons uh, of total ore, a seven-year mine life, capex of 294 million, and uh, good rates of return uh, and a quick payback. One of the reasons why the payback is so quick is we do have two uh, near-surface gold gossens. Uh, that you mine in the early years. So we generate a lot of cash in the early years associated with that gold production. <clears throat> this is just the production profile. Uh, you can see on the right, uh, revenue by metal, a little better than 80% comes from gold and zinc, and it's evenly split between the two. Uh, if you used current pricing, uh, you know, based on where spot's at, we'd certainly be uh, uh, a little heavier on the gold side. Uh, revenue by product, there's two sides to our mill. There's a sulfide uh, piece, which is the flotation side of our plant, and an oxide piece, uh, which is the leach side of the plant. And uh, so we will produce a gold-silver doré, uh, and we will produce three concentrates, a copper concentrate, a lead concentrate, and a zinc concentrate. You can see copper is only 10% of our payable metal. Uh, it represents 31%, the copper concentrate, on a revenue basis, and that's because a lot of the gold in the sulfides reports uh, to the copper concentrate. Uh, 4,800 tons per day uh, is the throughput. That was 4,000 in the sulfides, 800 in the oxides. <clears throat> this was the reserve estimate that was used in our feasibility study. You can see 70% of our reserves are in the proven category. If you look at it on a gold equivalent basis, we're about 4.3 grams per ton. On a zinc equivalent basis, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, we're close to 7%. <clears throat> this is just a breakdown of the costs that were in the feasibility study. Uh, again, uh, just a reminder that this is for the open pit only. Uh, so this was, again, a $294 million build. Uh, we did, in the financial model, bake in the full closure costs of the project after the mine life. So in year eight, uh, you have to close it. If we do transition to the underground and we permit the underground, uh, obviously those costs will get pushed out. Uh, if you look in the lower right side, you can see the all-in sustaining costs. If you look at it on a gold equivalent basis, is sub-700, $677. On a zinc equivalent basis, we're at 62 cents. Uh, this is the flow sheet. Uh, again, I, I went through this, but uh, the sulfide ores, again, 4,000 tons per day, we're producing three concentrates, a copper, a zinc, and a lead con. And uh, on the oxides, uh, we're producing a gold silver dore. This is a, a 3D model of uh, the ore body. You can see the gray uh, shell is the permitted pit. 
And uh, you can see the red lobes that come out of the bottom. They're sort of dipping southwest there. Uh, that's the known underground resource. Uh, we are excited about the upside exploration potential at back 40. Uh, you can see uh, in that sort of red circled area at 700 meters, the bottom of the pit's at 250 meters, by the way. But at 700 meters, for example, uh, we have an intercept in hole LK-484 where we're getting 31 meters of a little bit better than six grams per ton of gold. So we think uh, this is an ore body that will keep on giving as we drill it. Those uh, deeper holes cost money. Um, you know, the deeper they go, the, the more expensive they are, and sometimes they don't go exactly where you want them to go. Um, so we would certainly like to uh, invest some money in a deeper drill program testing this down dip, um, but uh, currently we do not have money in the budget to do that. The money is being spent on uh, permitting and uh, getting our site compliant and, and shovel ready. Um, just another uh, point here, 2016 we did a small exploration program. We did discover a new zone, uh, very similar uh, in terms of grade and composition to the main ore body. Uh, you can see it's circled out on the left there. And to give you some context, that's about 500 meters, half a kilometer from the, uh, from the pit shell. And uh, it's an area that uh, we think is highly prospective and we'd certainly like to put some more drill holes in the ground there as well. Um, as I mentioned, we've been using uh, a uh, gold uh, uh, sorry, a gold stream from a Cisco to fund most of this development over the past two years. Uh, they gave us $55 million uh, for 18.5% of our gold. They'll pay 30% of spot uh, when we're in production for that gold. Once we deliver 105,000 ounces under the gold stream, uh, the stream gets cut from 18.5% to 9.25%. Uh, we've received the first two tranches of the 55 million, so 15 million is uh, what we've received in total to date. Uh, they still owe us $40 million uh, under that stream, most of which we think will go towards uh, the capex of the project. So in terms of the milestones that we're looking at going forward, uh, you know, recently we obtained that last permit. Uh, we completed our open pit feasibility study. Uh, right now we're advancing what we're calling pre-construction activities, so permit amendments. Uh, the feasibility study has some slight design variations from the permitted design, so we've submitted a couple of permits to uh, permit amendments to the regulator. We expect to get uh, final permit amendments at the end of this year. Uh, we do have a couple of legal challenges. We have a Native American group in Wisconsin that's challenging our mine permit and our wetlands permit. Uh, they claim that this area is part of their ancestral territory. They're, a, they're called the Menominee uh, Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. They're based out of the state of Wisconsin. Bear in mind this project is in Michigan. Uh, they challenged the mine permit. The, the, we had a contested case on the mine permit last year. The judge uh, upheld the mine permit in May of this year. Right now we're in a contested case process on the wetlands permit. That hearing is ongoing and we expect the judge will make a decision on the wetlands permit the first half of next year. Uh, we continue to evaluate the underground mine expansion. We are looking at putting together a PEA that will add the underground uh, to the open pit. Uh, and then next year, it's about expanding the owner's team and uh, raising uh, the project capital necessary to build uh, the project. We're also considering uh, strategic alternatives as well. 
uh, if it makes sense for us going forward, depending on uh, what market sentiment looks like, we've engaged a financial advisor at uh, Scotia Capital to help us with that process. And uh, that's, that's perfect. This is my last slide. It was just a, to highlight those earlier stage exploration assets. Bend, which is a copper gold project. Reef, a gold project. Again, early stage. We need to do a lot more uh, drilling on these projects, but we uh, do think they're highly prospective and uh, good next generation assets for us. So thank you.